This is Life, Body, Business, Impact with Fatima. Welcome, friends. I am so grateful to have you here. I'm your host, Fatima Ingalls, fitness expert, best-selling author, lifestyle entrepreneur, founder of the Life, Body, Business, Fit Systems, and co-founder of the amazing Freedom Retreats. My mission is to positively impact 10 million lives, to inspire you to wake up and live from your bucket list of dreams instead of waking up one day with a bucket list of regrets. Get ready to be inspired with weekly episodes and interviews that disrupt your thinking and motivate you to build your best life, body and business. To change one life is to change many. So come with me now and let's get started with yours. Hello friends, wherever you're joining us from around the world today, whether it is morning or evening, you're on your lunch break or commute to work, we are so happy to have you tuning in for another episode and another interview. Today, I'm chatting with Chris Connell from the United States. Chris is incredibly passionate about living a life by design. He's a model and an actor, having studied with the New York Conservatory of Dramatic Arts. He's featured in movies, TV shows, commercials, and music videos. Chris writes, produces, has a love of health and fitness, and he also leads a global nutrition organization. I'm so grateful to have you here with us today, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hey, hello. Oh my gosh, what an introduction. I feel like I should go like be the president of some small country somewhere now. You made me sound so beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, so happy to have you here and, and talk about having the courage to follow your dreams because that is something that I think is really important to all of our listeners and it's something that I see you do so well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey as a young person to becoming an actor because that's a really big dream to have and young people have these types of dreams but so often they don't follow those dreams. So how did you go from young Chris to living in LA where you are now and following your passion and dream as an actor? I would be honored to share that. Now, first, I'm going to turn the camera on you, Fatima, because I got to know this. It's been burning in my heart. Am I, I got to know this, am I the first American to be on this podcast? Yes or no? Yes, you are the first yes. American to be on the All podcast. Right. That's what I wanted to hear. I'm planting my flag on this on behalf <laughs> of us Americans. Let it be known. I was the first to be the guest. I'm so happy to be here. And for that, I have to play this. Woohoo! I Get have ready. interviewed someone else. Here we go. Lives in America. <laughs> That's right. It's happening. I was the first, guys, to be on this lovely podcast. I'm just playing with you, Fatima. I'm happy to be here. I love it. I love it. I have interviewed someone else who's living in America at the moment, but he is Australian and he hasn't been there for long. So you are definitely the first. I will take what I can get. <laughs> anyway, let it be known. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Okay, my journey. Um, so this is the funniest part because I've been asked this now over a number of years. And how did you get into acting? Where did it all begin? And so often you hear people that are inspired by like some actor or a best friend or their mom or I'm from North Carolina, Fatima, and there was nobody around me acting. None of my family acted. None of my friends acted. I was this lone ranger all by myself, and I, to this day, cannot figure out why in the world did I choose acting. I still can't answer that question for you. I wish I had some beautiful answer for you. Probably around the age of 14 or so, I, I just think I was like, oh, my gosh, it was like a light bulb went out. I was like, that looks really cool. Heck, yeah. People get paid to do that, I'm in, let's go. And I swear, I just think I took it from there. Movies were always inspirational to me. They were more than just entertainment. I think movies often get 
put in this category of entertainment. And there's so much more to them to me than than simply entertainment. I think movies were often my teachers. They were often uh, where I accrued so many of the life, life lessons that, that which I still live by today. And I think I just might have been a little off my rocker and took things a step further and thought it was amazing. And it was like, all right, I have to keep doing that. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the short answer. Wow. So obviously North Carolina, like you said, no one there was ever into acting. It sounds like, you know, you had a passion on your heart and you listened to that that kind of internal compass. So you talked about lessons from movies and movies being a teacher. Can you share with us a lesson that you have taken in life from movies and from, I guess I think of movies as an art form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think most do. And they certainly are. I just think there's this other side of storytelling that movies provide that's just there. Look, here's the definition of acting, right? It's living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, right? And the key word being truthfully. So these characters, these stories that were being told, they're just real stories by real people. The circumstances are all the same. They're things we can all relate to and grow from. And I think, you know, just even as a, as a child, there were so many wonderful films that I saw and, and stories and ultimately messages that I just took all the way home with me and never looked back. Something that you were to answer your question earlier, about, um, you know, so often people might come up with as a kid, they all say the same thing, right? We all wanted to be an astronaut. We all wanted to be a movie star. We all wanted to be. And then I think reality sets in and life sets in and responsibility and all these things that basically, unfortunately, just push us back into this more conservative mindset where so many people seem to just want to give give up on those things. And I just think I was just crazy enough to just never give up. And uh, to this day, I, I still it's a huge part of how I like to live my life. And, and you brought it up so beautifully. Uh, um, I always say I, I choose to live a life by design. And I just I think I've given myself permission from even a young age to say yes to these things that so many people end up, unfortunately, telling themselves no to. And um, I just kept going and never looked back. All right. So what was it that helped you to give yourself permission because fear is huge and we're going to talk a little bit about that but fear is huge for so many people stepping out of their comfort zone whether that is to change their body shape or their career or to pursue a particular passion or or a business goal what was it for you that helped you step through that fear because as an actor obviously to pursue that there's fear but then with acting I'm sure you've had to audition over and over and get rejection and so many people can't handle the rejection you know you get knocked down and then how do you get back up? I'm confident in the man I am. I'm confident in the man that, that my mom raised me to be. I was blessed to be given those gifts and, and felt that love from uh, an early age. And, and I was blessed to come from a supportive family um, who told me to embrace that side of myself. And um, I found the courage within myself uh, to overcome any of those objections or doubts that are placed on so, and on so many of us um, by others. And that's the resiliency that that formed around me it, it it's um it's interesting you know i oftentimes take that rejection and i convert it into fuel that just makes me want to go further you know it's i'm one of those people who will tell you you know tell me what i can't do because there's nothing that is going to be more motivating to me and to make to prove you wrong right i i just i live by that and and of course in in the wonderful <laughs> the wonderful world of acting which of course as you mentioned is just filled with as much rejection as there is, um, I had to learn to develop to build a very thick skin, and and in doing so, of course, leaned back on that trust uh, that I have within myself, and um, 
and uh, and that's really ultimately once again that has just carried me through this amazing journey that I've been on, and and ultimately it's made me so much stronger. You know that it's kind of like working out, right, Fatima? Something you can relate to, something that we both appreciate. The way to build, let's just say, bigger muscles in the gym is to add more resistance, right? Add more weight, let's just say. So if I want to to build my legs, I'm going to add when I'm doing back squats more weight, right? And that then that resistance actually is the very thing that makes me grow. Well, I apply that same ideology to to my life, not not only as an actor. But just as a person who is who is in pursuit of that greatest life that we're all seeking to obtain. That's all really, really wonderful. Firstly, I want to shout out to your mum and family for you know <laughs> being so supportive and and helping you to become a confident person. Um, one of my philosophies is, like I say over and over, change one life, change many. And I'm always encouraging adults and parents to look after their physical, mental, and emotional health so that they can become strong, well-rounded um, individuals that then support children coming up through the system to go out there and be strong, confident, independent people like the way your family has raised you. So big shout out to your mum there, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I should be happy to hear this. <laughs> you did good. You did good, mom. Yeah, you did good, mama. <laughs> yeah, um, so absolutely and just to to address what what you were mentioning about with regard to fear mm-hmm. um fear was this thing that was is is i don't believe that any of us are born with fear i think it's a learned behavior and i and i understand it, it it's designed i think to protect us and which makes sense and it, it you know it has its place in this world but unfortunately you cannot allow your life to be governed by it and um you know as i was mentioning so many people live in fear disguised as practicality and it's unfortunate. Um, we we box ourselves in and, and like to play things safe, or so we think. And next thing you know, you catch yourself saying no to so many opportunities. And um, I just that's a huge thing for me. It's it's been a huge part of my message. Um, certainly, in the last uh, couple of years, in particular, I've just I, I think as I'm maturing as a man, I'm looking back and and. Um, having this appreciation for those who are willing to actually go towards fear rather than run away from it. And, and, and what I've also studied and understood is that the more you drive toward fear, the smaller it becomes. And, and the more you run from it, the bigger it becomes. And so to recognize fear and understand that, that it's okay to have fear, but it's, it's, it's simply a matter of, well, what do you do with it? Right. It's nothing to certainly be embarrassed by. In fact, you should embrace fear, use it. It's, it's simply energy that you can, translate uh, into something very powerful. And that's where I've learned to discover some of my greatest strengths were actually simply by recognizing the direction that fear uh, was pointing me and actually going into that direction. It was almost a compass, if you will. The more afraid of something I was, the more I knew I had to go toward it. And um, and embracing that side of myself and embracing those fears, I discovered a, a much more powerful version of myself. And uh, it, it's a, again, it's a huge part of my message today to people to to certainly embrace that side of themselves. That is so amazing. Everything that you shared there, I had a bunch of questions that I don't even have to ask you now, Chris, because you um, pretty much answered all of them in relation to <laughs> I talk. I talk too much. You're just no, you don't. <laughs> Seriously, everything you've just shared, I agree with and completely relate. And I know that everyone out there listening will absolutely relate to this. But when it comes to, I, mean, I know you've got a team and we'll talk about that soon, your, your nutrition organization. But how do you counsel them to turn their rejection into fuel? Because for people who are facing their fears and starting to put one foot in front of the other and you, you say that um, it gets easier as we, we keep facing that fear, 
when people are wanting to take that first step and they're just so scared, they're almost paralyzed by taking that first step. And they're just so scared they don't want to do it. I mean, they do, but they just, the fear is overcoming them. How do you counsel your team and what tips do you give them to put one foot in front of the other? Because it does get easier when we start doing it and we get momentum. But how do you start? Isn't that the, the greatest question? And think about how many lives we could change by answering it appropriately. I'm going to do my best job here. So first things first, oftentimes, right, fear is this thing that's built inside of us. It's like a survival trait. Well, guess what? The good news is, people, most of the things that we're completely afraid of, if we were to do, we're definitely not going to die. So I can jokingly say that it's always a friendly reminder to yourself or to others to just simply say, what is the worst that's going to happen? Right. What, what's the worst that thing that could possibly happen right now if this if I if I took this first step toward that thing, which which scares me and it didn't go according to plan? What is the worst that could happen? And oftentimes it's really laughable. It simply is just that. And to remind yourself of that in those moments, it, it, it you know, it totally deflates any of the tension or pressure of the moment. And then you can just crack a smile and take that step. And secondly, when you do take that step, that first step. You quickly realize after you've done it, oh my gosh, that really wasn't that bad, right? Fear is often something that is, lives within our minds. And we tend to take that fear and anything that we've put focused on expands, right? So what happens is you have something, it might be trivial, and then suddenly you think about it and all you think about it more. Next thing you know, you're getting yourself all worked up and your adrenaline's running. And then you realize, oh my gosh, how silly is this? This is definitely not a situation that I should be freaking out over. So take that first step. And once you do, it is all downhill from there. A little analogy. I took an old ex-girlfriend on a a very surprise trip and we were to go skydiving. Oh my gosh, right? No wonder she's my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. So she's like, and we're done. Um, So I took her on a surprise trip skydiving. We were freaking out the entire time, sweating bullets, putting on the vest, the parachute, right? You're getting in the plane, the engine turns on, you're going up, you're starting to see the ground disappear from below you. All of a sudden, the door opens. And for anybody who's been skydiving, you know what I'm talking about. The Mm -hmm. door opens and all of a sudden, wind and noise just rushes in this plane and your hair is blowing everywhere and you're freaking out. You can barely hear anything. And all of a sudden it's your next to jump, right? And you start to, you grab the handles on the side of the plane. And suddenly there's that quick moment where you look down outside and you just freak out. Your heart is racing. Oh my gosh. I, I feel so bad for my instructor who was with me. He must've, I hope I tipped him well. And there is that moment where you immediately regret everything. You're like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? This is crazy. I'm insane. My girlfriend's going to totally leave me after this. This is, oh my God, I'm going to die. I could die. I, uh. And you're freaking out. And then guess what? We jumped and it was the most beautiful experience I have ever lived in my life. It was quiet. It was pristine. It was peaceful. It was calming. It was enjoyable. It was lovely, right? So all that fear that I had, that I had worked myself up to, right? It was all in my head. It really was. It was something that I created in my own mind. And just as you said, when we took that first step and just did it, all that that negative energy just dissipated. And I learned to embrace all of it. And it was lovely and beautiful. And and to this day, I still tell people it's one of the greatest days of my life. And it was just an absolutely magical experience. But I would not have that experience, Fatima, if I had so much fear in me or I backed out or I was too afraid just to do it. But just by, by doing that, right, by putting myself in those conditions and going towards that fear, I've learned to come out of it um, just a, a more awakened person, 
uh, who to this day just absolutely cherishes that moment and um, all the others um, that, that I've followed. There's so much gold in all of that. I can completely relate in relation to the skydiving. Um, I did something similar for my husband some years ago and it was definitely a surprise. Um, he'd done it before I hadn't, so pretty much I was the one freaking out. Um, <laughs> but it is absolutely beautiful and it's just pushing through that terror barrier that yes. we all seem to have. And and when you do, you just feel so um, empowered once absolutely. you have actually pushed and through And we can that. apply this same ideology to any aspects of our lives, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's setting goals for yourself. Um, 100%. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. We, it's the same, the same setup. And here's what I'm discovering. And, and I certainly don't know everything just yet here, but sometimes I think I do. But <laughs> so many people, unfortunately, and, and oftentimes without realizing, are governing their lives and having their actions dictated by this fear. Um, this fear of what other people might say or think, which is, is huge, by the way, um, this fear that it might not work or this fear um, that you're going to let someone down or, or um, that it won't go right or that you could mess up. And so often we just we're selling ourselves short what we're capable of, what we're capable of achieving, um, or, you know, and because so many people want to play it safe. Right. Because who likes failure? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Nobody appreciates failure. But isn't failure also inevitable? And, and you know, necessary. It's, it's also it's necessary. so necessary. Oh, God, you learn so much. I learned so much, almost more often from my mistakes than just certainly my accomplishments. So why am I so afraid to fail? And, and oftentimes I always tell people fail forward. You know, oh, yeah, you, you must be, be comfortable with failure. Embrace it. Talk about it. Um, that's a huge part of, 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 you know, my story. And I'm always happy to share failures. Sharing them instead of hiding, because a lot of people don't, you know, want to keep up this facade that everything is great, whether it's in, in a relationship or on the business front, or whatever they're doing. Oh, yeah, everything's great and perfect when it's not. But the gold is in sharing your story and your failure, because then you become more relatable to people, I think. A hundred percent. And unfortunately, Fatima, we see this all too often appearing in social media. You know, and I'm not going to get on a big social media conversation here with you. But, you know, we see a lot of people. Everybody wants to, you know, stand in front of the lime green Lamborghini and tell you how much money they make and talk about how influential they are and this and that. And everybody's got, you know, photoshopped images and everybody's, you know, trying to have this surface perfection. And we're not embracing and talking about, you know, the other side of life in, enough, in my opinion. I think we're all still just trying to live up to this idea of what it looks like uh, and feels like to, to be quote unquote successful. And, um, and you know, again, um, just to embrace the reality of ourselves and the mistakes. And I think there's so many untold messages that we could be embracing and, 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 and um, rallying around. But, you know, oftentimes people are afraid to share those stories. They are so afraid of, of all the, you know, judgment or perceived judgment. And again, that's just coming from, from a uh, place of fear. You mentioned um, earlier that one of the tools I guess you use is asking yourself, what is the worst that can happen? I think that um, is incredibly powerful for people to note. I have also over the years asked myself that question when facing fear, like paralyzing fear. I've just gone, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Can I live with the worst that can happen? Yes. And then all of a sudden perspective, it changes your perspective. And yeah, you put everything into perspective and just go, yep, great, I can do this because the worst that can happen is A, B, C, and I'll survive that. You know, literally, you're not going to die. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful topic. And I've also uh, shared my thoughts on perspective. It's everything. 
everything is about perspective, right? Um, life is short. The world is small. We're just a little dot floating in space, you know, like at the end of the day, when you really think about it, you know, it's kind of like, what's this moment in time, this decision that I may or may not make or what I might do, what, what's going to change on this earth? If You know, it's kind of laughable sometimes when you think about how, how um, you know, putting into perspective um, where we are in this universe and, and uh, it, you know, often laughable, but it, you know, it, it's important um, and, and it's okay huge. to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think um, it's a really it's it's a life changing question. What's the worst that can happen? That can happen. It may seem like one one little question, but the fact that it does change your perspective, and you just went a little bit deeper with perspective in terms of like we're just this, this little dot in this big huge universe. It really helps to reframe things so that people can just step out in faith. And speaking of faith, I know that you are quite a spiritual person. So, what part has faith played in not just facing your fears, but you having the courage to pursue? your dreams, the acting and building this amazing um, nutrition organization that you have gone on to build? Yes. So faith, it is, uh, it's everything. And I think when people think of faith, they go straight into, you know, biblical faith, right? I think we all, in our mind, we hear the word faith and all of a sudden church bells are are chiming in the back of our heads. Mm -hmm. Faith is this powerful force that I believe lives within us. And I think some people have more faith than others. And it might be a faith in, in the exterior world, or hopefully the idea is that they have a faith within themselves, right? And this comes back to courage and confidence and bravery. And those are the very things that that allow us to get through some of those sticking points and say yes to many circumstances. So you just brought up my nutrition organization. That's, that's exactly right. Life by design. Well, let's talk about that, right? I always say I want to live a life by design. I do not want to live like any other person. I want to, I, I want ultimate freedom in its truest sense. And and that does not just mean financial freedom. That means time freedom, lifestyle freedom. I want to, to live each day by design. And in doing so, when you're an actor, right, so often you come out here, not everybody's making big money right off as an actor. In fact, most certainly aren't. Uh, you always hear the term struggling actor, right? And the cliche thing is that every actor, certainly here in Los Angeles, we're all bartenders and servers and, and live paycheck to paycheck. And we're, you know, and, and the sad truth is that is just that. That's the truth. It's so many, I think actors kind of default to this idea that they're supposed to be suffering and that makes them artistic and this is the only option. Well, yes, I did live those days. And, uh, you know, in my earlier, uh, in my earlier time spent here in Los Angeles, when I first moved out, I, I was, you know, struggling. I was trying to find that freedom. Uh, I was having a hard time acting because I was so busy just trying to pay the bills and be a responsible adult. And um, I got caught up in it for a short period of time. And, and that was a darker period for me because I, I knew that I wasn't living my truth. I was over here bartending and instead I, I knew that I had a greater purpose, right? So one day I was introduced by one of the most beautiful people in my life uh, uh, and one of my greatest friends to this opportunity to uh, help people get healthy through nutrition. Now, I had actually at this point been a personal trainer for about six years, so I always had an appreciation for health and wellness and fitness. Um, but nutrition, okay, what was this thing? And and um, I was learning very quickly here by sharing this opportunity to connect people to advanced nutrition systems based on different goals, whether it be uh, performance-based or health the aging or weight wellness, anything, 
I knew that I could help a lot more people by sharing this gift, this experience for what this nutrition did, which was out of this world crazy. So I started sharing with several of my friends and, and, and partnered and linked arms with them. And next thing you know, we started to form this team. And next thing you know, fast forward two years later, I'm honored to share with you that uh, we've created Team New Awakening. I'm actually the founder of it. And um, it's the title says it all. Uh, people had a new awakening when we were introducing them to this great opportunity. And in helping people get healthy and sharing the nutrition, they in turn could create financial freedom for themselves and, and ultimately residual income and, and start to live a life by design, helping greater num uh, num levels of people and doing it certainly from the freedom of their own home or, or really anywhere in the world they choose. Now, when I did all this, um, I created an opportunity to, to, to build wealth on my own terms. I didn't have to show up somewhere, be somewhere specifically and clock in or clock out or be limited by the potential of what I could earn. And, and in doing so, not only am I helping change people's lives physically, but certainly I can partner with them in changing their own lives financially. And in doing so now, I, I truly do have this life by design. And that's what allows me to live out my greater purpose as an actor. Um, I now have ultimate time and financial freedom. I'm, it's, it's the most beautiful gift I've ever been blessed with. And of course, my opportunity to link arms with other good people and, and sharing that experience um, is a, now a huge part of my message and, and certainly my calling um, for what I do. I absolutely love that. I love your passion for helping people, which is something that really stood out when you were just talking about that, you know, passion for helping people to, while you're on your own journey of creating your life by design, teaching, guiding and helping other people to be able to create their own life by design while getting fit and healthy, which obviously affects someone's longevity. So congratulations on all of that. And thank you for sharing about being a personal trainer. You were quite a successful personal trainer for quite some time, weren't you, Chris? Yeah, which by the way, I usually now say regretfully, funny enough, I was actually too good and that became a problem. I was, I had about eight or nine clients a day, six days a week. And you know, let me just say, uh, being a trainer is an awesome experience and there's nothing better than working with good people and helping them get to the next level in their own health goals. But that's taxing on anybody. That's a physical, physically demanding and mentally demanding job, uh, career, I should say. And, and it's a wonderful one at that. It really is. But, uh, you know, I just I knew that was something that was going to remain a stepping stone for me. And having the schedule that I had, I, I, I was just maxed out. I simply could not do any more than I was doing. And that's that can be a real challenge for somebody who knows they have a, a greater purpose or calling to feel like you've somehow maxed um, your abilities in the position that you're in. And I actually struggled with that the last two years of my time as a trainer. I remember starting to think I was I was really kind of living this day over and over and over as the same day. You know, I just felt I wasn't growing anymore as uh, an individual. And and that's when I recognized the opportunity to uh, to lead this you know team now nutritionally that I do, which is, has been a gift. Um, you know, I think we're always looking for the next mountain to climb. You know, once you've, you've achieved something on a certain level, and I think you've experienced this because you've got so many wonderful things going on. I know it's, it certainly must have been a, a position that you've been in where you just know you've got so much more to offer this world. And uh, you deliberately put yourself into a position of responsibility and, and, and start to create something brand new that's going to challenge you and stimulate you differently. And uh, that's what this team and the leadership the role of leadership that it's placed me in has done um, just on the most incredible level. 
Yeah, absolutely relate to all of that, Chris. I know that um, your personal training business was a six-figure business, so super successful. Can totally relate about basically trading time for money. You can only get it to a you can only get it to a certain stage. So what you have gone on and created with your nutrition organisation has managed to overcome, I guess, that limitation that you had through what you were doing with your personal training business. So in terms of success and habits for success, because you obviously have to have really great habits to not only bring yourself to this position um, in your own business, but also to be a leader. What are your top tips and habits for success? Daily habits. I love this question. Your vision is nothing without action at the end of the day. And I am all about having a grand vision. You know, that's everything. I'm an artistic person. Nobody appreciates painting the picture more than I do for that life by design, as I like to say. But it really doesn't mean anything, does it, Fatima, if you don't have action behind it. And I think um, maybe this is just the old actor side of me, but I've worked and unfortunately worked with so many people so often in, especially in the earlier days, that would say one thing and just simply not do it. And that just rubs me the wrong way for a long time. And I think I just committed, I committed myself to this idea that if I ever tell someone I'm going to do something, I will at all costs make certain that it happens. That's just, that's just the thing you get with me. My word is my bond. If I tell you I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And that's it. So living by example, is another huge thing. If I'm going to preach and talk about health and he- healthy mindset or and or fitness, right, or work with the nutrition that I do, or then I'm going to live that way. I'm going to live by example. It's so critical for anybody to whatever you set out to do, you must do the do, right? You've got to walk the walk. You can't just talk about it. And I think right now, any leader or respected person um, lives under that same mindset where every day they're going to get up. If they say they're going to keep their body healthy, they get up, they commit themselves to their to their physical, their gym routine or their workout or whatever it might be. They, they continue to eat healthy. Um, if you're somebody who is an entrepreneur or growing, it's important that you're always reading and educating yourself and, and truly living it. I think so many people, again, I'll just keep saying it, so many people just talk about it and it, it always rubs me the wrong way. And when I find someone who really is committed to, to taking action, I watch that and that's inspiring and that's what I want to do. So that's what I commit myself to. As a leader of an organization, that's I have to do that or, or my team will see that and, um, and no longer, my word will no longer carry weight. So uh, doing the do and committing toward action, not just visions, is absolutely uh, imperative. That's a, a huge part of my, it's a huge part of my routine you know, my daily routine, my actions must be doing the the talking for me. So yeah, that's a, a huge part of it. Yeah, that's all really, really important. And some great tips in there. When you spoke about uh, educating and reading, what is one book that you recommend everybody has to read, whether they are an entrepreneur or, or not, whether they're just wanting to grow and make changes in their life? What is like your number one go to everyone should read it? Book? There's a beautifully little book it's it's a it's a small book it's an easy read it's called the war of art right so think of the art of war but the opposite right the war of art and when i read this book i had a huge shift in my mindset and what this book in a nutshell was describing is that so many people and this is kind of going back to our earlier part of the conversation so many people 
almost self-sabotage when they have an idea, particularly in the artistic or entrepreneurial world where you, you're basically responsible in this case for your own, your, you know, your, your own success, right? You're not just being told what to do, but, but for certainly those creatives or entrepreneurial spirits, they, they often self-sabotage themselves by creating reasons subconsciously often that, that hinder them from even being able to execute oftentimes the most simplest of tasks that is the very things that they need to do to, uh, to obtain their goals. So let's just say, for example, you were a writer, right? You can go, you go to the store, you get your, you know, your favorite pens, you can go set up a desk beautifully, you can get everything picture perfect and looking great. And you've got your, your, your laptop all set up and you sit down and then you stare at your computer. And all of a sudden you think, oh, well, I don't know if I can do this right now. You know, maybe I need to go get like a snack from the refrigerator or something. And, the, and then you come back to your, your sit down again and you look at your laptop and you think, Okay, maybe I'll, I'll um, oh, actually, you know, I really should go walk the dog right now. You know, uh, yeah, he needs to get walked right now. And what happens is, I'm, I'm, it's a goofy example, but so often people have, a, once again, this vision for what they want. And when it comes time to take action, they self-sabotage themselves. It's almost like this fear of success, if you will. And it's fascinating to me because when I read this book, I said, oh, my goodness, I am guilty as charged. I have been there. I have done this. You know when there's those tasks, Fatima, that those things that you almost feel like you keep putting off and you keep putting off, and whenever it comes up on your to-do list and you see it as the next thing in line, you tend to find yourself finding another excuse to go take care of something else or, oh, oh maybe now gosh. I need to go clean my closet right now, actually. Or, oh, I couldn't possibly get that done today. I, I just don't have enough time. I'm guilty of that, too. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating? We yeah, do this. It's almost Right. And, and so, again, wonderful that you've got a vision. I'm all about vision. I love talking about it. It's great. But if you do not pair it with action, you have nothing. And I've really embraced the word action this year. Uh, this is just the year of action for me. And, um, and I, I've come to really uh, – it, it's this kind of yin-yang, right? You can't have vision with action and you can't have action without vision. It's, it's, it's kind of – you know they, they're kind of the yin and yang of one another. But I love that word action, and I find – that I have a lot more respect for people who, who are taking action than who simply are talking vision. Yeah. One anyway, that's a great book and that's what it's all about. And it was I'm fascinating. I'm going to get that book <laughs> because oh, everything you amazing. said, like, you know, I've also been guilty of that. I still, you know, now have my list and go, oh, you know, I'd rather do this other task first when I know that I really need to do mm-hmm. the tasks that you are avoiding are generally the ones that are going to have the most power and create the most momentum and change for you. So it's, really just, you know, creating new habits. And change isn't easy. People talk about making changes in life and, you know, change is easy. I don't believe change is easy. Change, the decision is easy to say, yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. to change. But right. the, follow-up, the action that you were talking about, the yes. change is the vision, the action, that takes hard work, especially That's, when we've got old patterns yeah. of behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the meat and potatoes, if you will, of, of how you get things done. You do it through action. And You know, again, kind of circling back to our our earlier topic of fear and how sometimes we're governed by that. Well, it's often that fear does play a role that inhibits people to take action. Right. That's it's it's dictating sometimes in bigger ways than not. But it's this fear that often holds us back. Um, Anyway, I can just talk about that. stuff. That's right. It does. (laughs) But getting into action often counters the effects of the fear once you start getting into action. The effect of the fear, that paralyzing effect, seems to dissipate. You just can't have, you know, faith and fear living in the same place. So 
another way to overcome fear is actually just get into action. So Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Some really, really great stuff in there. I have another question for you in relation yeah. to pursuing your goals. Did you ever feel like giving up? Like you spoke about a dark time um, a little bit earlier in the interview. And did you ever think that you would, you know, even have the thought cross your mind of giving up that it was just too hard? And if you did, what did you say to yourself not to give up? Okay. First of all, you're like the best. <laughs> you are the, you ask the best questions. I absolutely love this question. Um, if you want to know the, the God's honest truth, uh, the answer is no. I've never thought of giving up. And I think this is the crazy part of me that maybe there's definitely probably a loose screw for sure uh, with me. But that also might be where some of my strength actually comes from. No, I've never thought about giving up. And um, and here's why I think. Because I have placed myself in a position where I cannot fail. I never created and out for myself. Um, sometimes, particularly those who are in the artistic world, certainly, and again, I, the entrepreneurial world, just the same, right? We've got that that backup career or thought, or it's kind of like we tr we try to create this security blanket, right? So oftentimes, let's just say there's an actor who wants to be an actor, but they end up going to business school just in case the acting doesn't work out, right? So what happens is they they fall back on that that security blanket all too often. They almost give themselves an out. And I just simply never did that. I never allowed for it. Failure was never an option for me. And it's because of that, that, um, I mean, it, it's simply that it's just not an option. So if there was ever an issue or an obstacle or a problem, I, I had no other choice, but to figure it out. Um, that was certainly been the case for my, my life as an, as an actor. And then even as I created my business uh, with Team New Awakening and, and our nutrition and what it's been, I mean, I, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for acting in New York City. That's what I know. That's what I have. And so if this doesn't work, that's it. <laughs> you know, so it has to I work. I love that. And guess what? So it does. So I don't have plan B's. Because I make sure my plan A's go through. <laughs> that is really, really powerful, Chris. Like super powerful because I'd say majority of people do have a backup plan, which comes Why is that? fear. Because yeah. they're living in what? Fear. Absolute fear. Do you see what I'm saying? What yeah. if we all really just committed to that first plan? What if we didn't give up on it? What if we saw it through, had the courage, leaned into um, a knowing of what we're capable of? You know, imagine what this world could be like. Just think it about it. Exciting. So exciting what it could be if people did step out more in faith. Hence why, you know, we've talked about having the courage today to follow mm -hmm. your passions and your purpose and, and your dreams. I think it's been absolutely incredibly powerful. It's, you know, you burnt the boats. You made sure you didn't have boats to get off the islands like Tony Robbins always does. Oh, yeah. You burn the boats so you can't get off the island. So there is no other choice but to so survive. True. Exactly. I yeah, think I don't have plan B's. <laughs> and I think, again, credit to your family and your, your mum and your upbringing. Part of it is you are so aligned with your purpose and have such confidence in yourself that so many people have to break down these old limitations and limiting beliefs and programming in their mind where you have come in you know, really strong from a young age. Hence, everyone, get out there and take care of yourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. So you bring up children who are strong and aligned and empowered like Chris. Obviously, he's in a child now, but a powerful oh, man. Yes. And, and, and shout out to all the wonderful, um, not only parents, but the, the people who have filled those shoes 
and and being those leaders in to those people uh into to particularly younger people who are still coming into their own or developing or, or really at any age but for anyone who's who holds those responsibilities know and understand how powerful that is i certainly know i would not be who i am today uh, if it wasn't for the love that i've received and encouragement my mom said never told me no when i said i wanted to be an actor right so many other i think <laughs> so many other quote unquote more conservative or logical parents would have said well i'm not going to pay a lot of money for you to go to school in new york city and and do this acting thing but i will pay if you go get a a degree at a university or college and you know that i'm, I'm willing to do right and so even at a, at, at that moment in in our lives sometimes in fact our parents um, uh, or, or the, the people who are guiding us during those moments in our, at our younger ages, they're the ones who are already mirroring their limiting beliefs on on us uh, or Absolutely. on that child, right? And it's it's the parents' limiting beliefs that are already, you're teaching your child at this point that not everybody succeeds and that success is to be feared of or frowned upon, or I should say failure is to be frowned on. And um, I just never was told no. I was always led by a strong woman who designed a life for herself. And I just, to this day, I, that's all I've ever seen or understood. And, and no was never a word in my household. It, it just never was. I, I was, you know, I, I was told I could be anything I ever want to uh, be and do anything I ever want to do and, and live anywhere I, I want to live. And, and I'm proud to say I've, I've been on national television shows and movies and um, I live walking distance to the Pacific Ocean and, and live in one of the most beautiful places on this earth. And I'm doing all these things and living this life by design. And I'm so grateful because I was placed uh, in in with a given a mindset at an early age that yes, you can do anything you put your mind to. And guess what? You better believe it. If I uh, ever have have kids one of these days that I'm going to be sharing that same mindset as well. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And it's an absolute beautiful gift that you were given as a child. Again, why I keep harping on about adults working on themselves because we change, start changing our paradigms and our limitations. It absolutely affects the next generation and the generation after that that we're bringing into this world. So one of the, um, you mentioned failing, being a good thing. Craig Carr, who I interviewed in episode 12, he talks about, he's a very successful person, Craig and Marcia Carr. They're a beautiful married couple, been together for over 30 years. And they talk a lot about failing fast. Get out there and, and make your mistakes, but fast. The quicker you do it, the quicker you work out what your next step is. So some really, really great information there. I, I listened to that podcast and I thought they were wonderful and had a great a great share with all of Absolutely. They are an absolutely beautiful couple, like very successful in business and partnership and in life and in marriage. I mean, these days, not too many marriages end up lasting that long. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I absolutely adore them. Definitely right. but, relationship goals, yes. <laughs> one last thing I want you to share with us, and that is in relation to sacrifices, because to anything worth having takes hard work and sacrifice. So one of my mentors says, you know, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. And that's JT Fox. You know, you can have everything. You just can't have it all at the same time. So if you're pursuing a particular business goal or something in the arena of fitness or competing, you've got to make sacrifices. What sacrifices have you made in order to create this life by design? Another beautiful question and something I'm so I love everything we're talking about here because it's just everything, everything I wanted to share. I have sacrificed a tremendous amount on so many levels to have this. To be perfectly honest, I talk about fear as if I don't carry it. That's not the case. I certainly 
have fear. I've certainly felt fear. I have felt like I was failing many times for many years, certainly, especially when I was just, I, I, I particularly had moved to New York City at the age of 17 from a, a more comfortable lifestyle in North Carolina. It was a whole new world in one of the, the largest cities in the world, one of the most competitive towns in the world. And trust me, that city will remind you um, how small you are sometimes. And, and there is plenty of fear and failure to go around. And I experienced all of it. I've had those moments where you really doubt yourself. And I've, you know, spent, what have I sacrificed? Uh, I moved a, a, a thousand miles away from my family and everything that I knew. And I remember catching myself spending, you know, Christmas literally by myself in New York City, ordering Chinese food because I simply didn't have enough money to even fly home. I mean, I've, I've had those moments, trust me. I am not somebody who just came around, uh, I rolled in with tons of extra money. I've always had to work for what I've had. And um, I've had those, those earlier days in particular, those times where, I mean, I remember sitting there in, in a very small, very dirty, tiny apartment in New York City and just asking myself, like, is this worth it? you know, living outside my comfort zone. And, and, um, and that was not just a one-time experience. I mean, this, this oftentimes would went on for years, um, in one way or another. Now it was a beautiful experience at the same time. And I, and I don't regret a moment of it, but trust me, I have spent some really um, challenging times questioning everything I was doing. And, and that alone, I mean, there is a lot of sacrifice when you ask anyone to pick themselves up and, and move away from everything they, they love and understand. So there is certainly that element of it, um, of course. Now, other things, you know, that I've, that I've sacrificed is, let's just be honest with ourselves, especially as an actor, I didn't have this lifestyle in, in this where I had security. You know, I spent a huge portion of my career wondering if I ever would be able to obtain some of the things that I now have or ever wonder if I could ever afford to buy a home or even have a family. You, you have to be willing to put it all on the line and sacrifice to have those things in so many cases. I've sacrificed uh, higher paying job opportunities at times because I knew that I had to still pay, you know, I had to pursue this, this, this life that was a bit different. And I had to say no to, to what appeared to be in those moments, very intriguing opportunities or, or certainly intriguing people in my life because I knew what my path was and I knew that I had to remain on that path. So there is just the, those elements of sacrifice. It's a beautiful word. And I always try to tell people I'm willing to sacrifice all that I am for all that I will be. And, and that's just what, what it comes down to, I think, for anybody who is daring to live differently. And I think you've experienced that on your own on one level or another. We've all had to make those tough decisions or those sacrifices or, or be away from the ones that we love because we knew that there was something greater in us. There was a, a, a fire burning that we had to continue to, um, to stoke. And um, I'm just blessed to, again, to be able to lean on my faith, to lean on the trust that I have within myself. And if you just keep going and you don't give up, I, here's the beautiful part of the story is good things do happen. Opportunities arise and the harder you work, the luckier you get. And guess what? If you're willing to work hard, things happen and they do, and it does get better and it does start to pay off. And, and looking back, thank God that I had that trust in myself and that I made those sacrifices. That was just absolute gold in there. So I was going to ask you for a clothing message, but I don't think <laughs> any better than what you just shared there. And I, I think absolutely there is beauty in pain. So while you're in those moments on your own, eating Chinese without family around in this big city of New York at Christmas time, you still can see that there was beauty in 
in that pain and that sacrifice that you were making for for your purpose. And I find it very interesting that you said, you know, you, you had to say no to some higher paying opportunities at the time. So at the time, you might have um, it might have seemed better, but for the big picture, it wasn't what you're about. You were so focused and clear on on what it was that you wanted. And I, I really want people to take note of that because I too have been uh, offered opportunities and sometimes considered them and sometimes even said yes to things that I should have said no to because I thought, oh, it's an opportunity. It's it's great or it's coming from this person. Well, I should say yes, but I had to teach myself to say, like I did yesterday, you know, thank you for the opportunity um, and it's a great opportunity, but I can't give it the time and attention that it deserves because it isn't my number one passion and that is not doing a service to yourself, myself or the opportunity. So thank you. But on this occasion, no, thank you. So absolutely awesome. know when to say no. And, yeah. and it's, uh, it's a very um, brave move for anyone to do that. But, um, you know, it, listen, I, I don't know about you, and, but I have to live in my truth. And if, you know, these opportunities or uh, are, they don't uh, provide that, then, yeah, I, I have to uh, I have to remain in, on the on the course that I've set for myself. 100% Chris. Now, where can people go and follow you? I, I'm going to pop the links down in the show notes and some links to some videos, but where can people go and follow and connect with you? Oh, please. Yes. I would absolutely love to meet great people. So anybody who's listening to to, to you is going to be wonderful people. Um, well, uh, of course, Instagram, a great way to communicate. My handle is at Chris, C-H-R-I-S-W, Connell, which is C-O-N-N-E-L-L. And that's also where you can find me on Facebook as well. I actually have a website uh, for myself as an actor, which is www.chrischrisw.connell, which is C-O-N-N-E-L-L.com. Um, so I would absolutely love to meet other great people, entrepreneurs, people in the arts, um, just good people who've got a story to share or want to connect. That's I, It would be a true honor. People, go follow Chris. He's got so many nuggets of wisdom. He's so inspirational. And I really hope that you have taken so much out of this interview because I know personally I have and I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this interview with Chris. So have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Uh, it's been the great, a great pleasure, Fatima. Thank you. You've done such a wonderful job with the show. It's so inspirational. And I know there's so much value that people take away daily from what you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly hope you have found it beneficial and have taken some value from it. Hopefully a lot. If you did, please, please share this show with anyone you feel may need to hear it. I would also absolutely love if you would take a minute or two to review this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever platform you happen to be listening to it on. With your help, we can accomplish my mission to positively impact 10 million lives. That would be so awesome. Now, if you want to connect with me or my guests on other platforms, or if you want to send me an email with questions or ideas of guests to interview, please check out the show notes. I am so incredibly grateful to have had your time today and I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Have a great day.